Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Welcome, Rory. Thank you, Paul. It is great to be here to talk about another episode of Coaching for Potential. And we are going to be talking about the crime of fixing it. Wow. The crime of fixing it? Is that? That is the, it is the crime of fixing it. And so let's talk about it just for a minute. I was working with a client and, and I was actually talking to the, their employees and, uh, you know, I was asking them about uh, some, you know, give me some feedback about the management team. And, and they, were they guilty of the crime of fixing it? That's why we're having this episode. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. It took me forever to do, but okay. <laughs> so yes. that will be our sander whenever we talk about the crime of fixing it. Okay. <laughs> but they, they were guilty of the crime of fixing it. And, and, and actually what it did is it actually harmed their ability to coach because when employees would go to them, uh, the senior managers, you know, senior managers have been around a while. They've seen this problem. You know, if, if they've got an employee that's coming in late, you know, have a conversation with them about their lateness, their tardiness. Well, the new manager hadn't been there yet. They hadn't been through that process. So they needed to learn how to play three-level chess. Their manager has been there a while. He's been, the, he's been there. She, he and she have been there for a long time. So they can do that. You've got to just step back for a minute kind of slow down and say, okay, when you're coaching, really, truly coach that employee. Just don't don't immediately move into fix-it mode. So I don't, I don't know if you ever worked in an organization where that's happened. I have, and, and I, I bet you have a lot of examples of this, because I'm thinking of uh, financial institutions that mm-hmm. I've I've uh, worked with, mm-hmm. that things can get very complicated. Right. Not only that, you have uh, regulation and compliance issues that you must follow, mm-hmm. and it gets very complicated. So really good managers know their the ins and outs of right. their industry. Right. And they want to do the right thing, mm-hmm. so they always jump in and fix things. Right. They always do the crime <laughs> of fixing it, but it doesn't allow the employee. I, I, I've been in those situations before, and I've right. I've seen folks do that, and it comes out of a good place right. because of they're, they're so knowledgeable and they're so helpful. And they care. And they care, yes, right. which which is a huge thing, but it doesn't really help the employee grow, right? Because the other side of the coin, a great question might be, and, and if the employee is in an absolute hurry and they've got to do this, then you say, do you want the answer right now, or do you want to know where to find the answer? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can certainly because time is relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're absolutely doing this right now for a consumer and they've got to get it done, then boom, right. that consumer's on the line. They need the answer. Here's the answer. But if they're in a scenario where they've got some time to research and they want to learn more about it, then say, would you like to learn how to research it? Would you like to find where the answer is? Would you like to to know the background to this? Mm -hmm. And if that's the scenario, then you can say, okay, these are the resources you can go to, and I'd highly recommend reading this or reading that, or, you know, I've got this book or this pamphlet or whatever, and you can read that, and we may come back and talk about that again, because it's important for you to know that rule or reg or that process. But, you know, that's another important key is, going to the crime of fixing it is sometimes we just want to fix it and we don't ask them what do they want what are they looking for in the process and and again going back as i said in the last session 
you know, the question is the answer. You've got to sometimes ask those questions to find out what's that employee looking for? What do they, what do they want to accomplish? What do they want to achieve? They need an answer right now for a consumer or they really want to become more knowledgeable. And we need to find those. We need to know that distinction before we delve into fixing it. It seems as though we're moving into uh, uh, being a great coach. This is a technique for, to become a great coach because a, mm-hmm. good, a good coach may try to fix things for you and help right. you. Right. This makes you even better. Do right. you find that it's it's is it industry specific where you find more fixers or or you just see it everywhere? It's it's everywhere because let's face it, many people who get promoted. Uh, I've got uh-huh. a friend of mine; he just got promoted, and you know he was a line electrician. But now he oversees the projects. And so he rarely has a screwdriver in his pocket anymore. He rarely carries the toolbox. He's all administrative roles. And he says that was a huge transition for him to going out and and working on the the lights or connections. But now he he, probably could do that in his sleep. Absolutely. He was he'd been doing it for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so now they needed somebody to do the administrative roles. And so he's doing that. But it's a completely different shift for him. And and also, and he admits, readily admits, that he wants to fix it. When an employee comes to him, uh, you do this, 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 and this, and that'll fix it for you. And he rarely, and he admitted to me, he goes, you know, I, I need to work more on coaching because I just don't ask enough questions. What do you tell a coach like that? They're worried about time. They're worried about uh, doing a good job overall. Right. How do you encourage a coach to take that step back? It, it is a challenge because you, you look at it from the standpoint on the front end, it looks like fixing it is faster. Mm-hmm. But the other side of the coin is, too, if you teach someone how to do this and they can do it, they never have to come back to you again Okay, right. on that issue. They'll be coming back to other issues, but you fix that one. And I did it when I was managing folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was just wonderful to have people lined outside your desk it, or, or, or your office, and you'd have three or four people wanting to see you, and, oh, they had to come to the throne, and they've got to speak to the king. And I was just so excited about that process. But then after a while, I realized, oh, my God, I need to get other things done. I don't need to just be fixing their problems. And I needed to start asking them, if, if I weren't here, what would you do? If, if you needed to make a decision on this, what would your decision be? And then you get them to develop their skills of making decisions rather than relying upon you. The other side of the coin is, too, it's called reverse delegation. Um, you know, if an employee can recognize that they can get you to do it, they can mm. bring you a problem, right. and you, you say, do this, and then if it doesn't work, guess what? Well, I did what you asked me to do. Right. You know, it didn't work. And so, yeah, it didn't work, uh, but now it's it's on you as the manager. It's not on the employee. And managers and employees love to do that. It's just it's reverse delegation. Absolutely. Yeah. And and managers love fixing it because it makes them feel so worthwhile. It's such an ego stroke to have people come to you and say, "What do I do? How do I do this?" Because uh, we all want to be needed. And and there's nothing more. Uh, kind of rewarding to the ego of a manager of, of people coming to you and say, you know how to fix this. Right. Could you fix it for me? And we immediately fall into the trap of fixing it rather than stepping back and saying, okay, how's the process? How's it going? How's it working? So let's take a quick break and then come back with some of those ways that we can avoid that trap. So we Bingo. Can avoid not only as the employee, but as the coach. The crime we'll, of... Uh, 
<laughs> fixing. We'll be crime of fixing. We'll be right back with more coaching for potential. Rory on the power of goals and leadership. He says the best boss I ever had was Ewing Kaufman. And I said, why? And he says, Ewing Kaufman was so good at firing up a group. He gave great presentations. And he could fire us up. And so he had a presentation one day where he had all the sales team. And he said, you know, we've got to go out and beat last year's goals. We've got to really get after it. And he had them all fired up. They could just run through walls for Ewing Kaufman. And they were all fired up. And he says, right now, reach in your pocket and get your business card out. And he says, in that business card, what I want you to do is I want you to write down on that business card how much you're going to beat your quota buy. So he said they were so fired up, people just wrote incredible numbers. And they all started to walk out. But Ewing Kaufman beat him to the back door. And while he was there, he held his hand out. Give me that card. Exactly right. Give me that card. He collected all the cards. What do you think he did? Every month, he monitored their sales. I said, what was the result? He said, the results were pretty simple. He challenged me to be the best I'd ever been in my entire life. I had the most sales that year I'd ever had. And for the company, we had the most sales ever. See the power of leadership? For more information on booking Rory for speaking or coaching, please visit RoryRoland.com. Welcome back to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. We're talking about the crime of fixing it how easy it is for coaches and employees to get into that. Uh, that's really kind of my question is, it's easy for a coach to simply fix it. It's right. easy for an employee to think, well, I don't have to worry about this. Right. I can just simply have my boss do it. Right. How do we get out of that trap? Well, the first thing is a manager to, rec number one, recognize you're doing it. And I think there's, with these employees, and one of the things I want to add, I'm going to encourage the employees to do when they're working with their next manager uh, and I can do this from two fronts. I'm actually working with this client, so I can actually go to the senior leadership team and say, guess what? You're being accused of the crime of fixing it. Mm. So recognize that. And and it's easy to fall into because you just want – and you, you, you feel so good being needed. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the first thing I'm going to tell them is ask the question, am I guilty of the crime of fixing it to your employees, You know, to those, those mid-level managers to say, am I doing that? And I think the other side of the coin is, too – is to have the courage as, a, as an employee, as that manager, to your senior managers to say, I need to talk to you about this, but I need you not to jump to the crime right. of fixing it. Uh, because I really need to, I need to think through this myself so that I can be more effective. Um, you as a senior manager already know how to play three-level chess. I need to get there. And the only way that I can get there is actually through development. And, and I think that's the other thing, too, is that employees get that mindset that managers want to rush them, and and they they really don't. If 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 they recognize that it takes time to develop as a manager for those new managers been promoted, it takes time to develop. It takes time to develop the skills that you have, and they need to develop those skills too. So step back, recognize you can't you can't have a very very seasoned manager the first year they were promoted to being a manager. It's not going to happen. They're going to make some mistakes. They're going to burn the kettle a few times. Right. Just relax. They're, they're going to do the crime of fixing. They are. And then sometimes they're not. And as they learn mm -hmm. what you learned, right. you don't want the line of people outside your office right. all the time. Yeah. I didn't. I no longer wanted that line out the office. I wanted them to be professionals and make decisions so that I could work on the real challenges of the organization, being strategic. Where are we going down the road? What, who's some potential markets we can go to? What's some new pro uh, products or services we could offer? I need to be working on that and not just 
helping that particular consumer that we were working with right at that moment. So maybe the, um, like your friend that was the electrician. Right. And so when he is sitting there, he's about to um, commit the crime of fixing. Maybe, maybe that's the technique that sound goes off in his head. Right, that would and be. And can stop <laughs> and do it. I'm could kinda, you be? Could you be there to help them produce it while they're while they're working with that that employee? That playing all the way. <laughs> but but a serious question is what what do you tell people to? How do they? How do you get them to stop? Just is there a technique or or something in their mind? That you I, I think even just putting a little sign on your computer screen in your office that says "Am I fixing this?" Mm-hmm. would be a great question on the back of your of your name tent that says president and CEO on the backside of that, you know, am I fixing this? Uh, because, you know, when Harry Truman was in the White House, he had the buck stops here. Right. But from the backside of it, it said, I'm from Missouri. Yes. And and I think that's, you know, on the front side, you can say the buck stops here, but on the backside, you say, is I'm trying to fix it. And am I trying to fix everything that this employee brings to me? Am I, am I hampering their development because I'm not encouraging them to work through the process of understanding this completely so they can do it on their own? Do you have any any examples of where that maybe your friend the electrician did did that work for him? Well, he's just in the process of doing that. But okay. with with other managers that I've that I've worked with, they have overcome it once they recognize it. Um, and, and the key is to recognize that it's one of the challenges. In Marshall Goldsmith wrote a great book called "What Got You Here Won't Get You There," and it's a great coaching book. And he talks a lot about ideas like this. You've mm-hmm. you de- you've you've become a master coach. You've learned the coaching process, but now what inhibits you from getting that next step is that you fall back into old habits. You do those old habits again. And so sometimes we need to just reevaluate ourselves, step back. And I think the other side of the coin is too, um, I'm working with a number of clients right now on 360 evaluations. There is nothing wrong with giving your employees a 360 evaluation and say, what are areas that I can improve on that I can get better? Are you going to hear some stuff you don't want to hear? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it stuff that they're all saying at the water cooler and not telling you? Yes. And are that is that information you need to hear? No doubt about it. So that's another key is just to kind of, you know, just ask people, am I am I the fixer and am I not coaching? Because my goal is to coach and not just to fix. Okay. Well we're gonna not be guilty of that crime anymore. No Thank more you, Rory. No more crime mm-hmm. of fixing it. That's great. So so Thanks for joining us for uh, another Coaching for Potential with Rory mm-hmm. Rowland. Uh, as we close, tell us again how we can get a hold of you. Rory. Absolutely. You can get a hold of me at uh, RoryRowland.com and uh, just give me a call. I'll be happy to coach and to speak with you. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.